Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to the... Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Went to the France. (laughs) All right. Start again. Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 Women's World Cup. Fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at WildWoso on Twitter. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. We're back. We are back. Ooh la la. You like that? Yeah, I didn't know I was going to get a serenade off the top this morning. We are back. Nice. Welcome to Keepers really Podcast. Nice. <laughs> As you heard from our lovely intro, I'm Jared. I, I guess I'm introducing myself again. I like this. I'm it's Holly. Fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's light. Welcome back. Hope your fantasy team is doing well. Um, hope you're in first place, mm-hmm. like myself. And me. Don't forget that you're tied for first place. I mean, we've we've there are tiebreakers. There are. Yeah. But we're not at that point yet. So right now, Holly and I are tied. After week six, four and two. We are both four and two. I'm pretty sure I'm beating you in points after this destructive last week from I'm Lynn Williams. Pretty sure I don't care at this Whoa. point. And then our league actually is a tie for last, too, with two and four. So after six weeks, everyone's within two games of each other. So that's good. The, 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 com- the competitiveness is still there. And hopefully your league is competitive. Um, the last thing you want is, is someone cellar-dwellering at 0-6 and, and just... Just not helping anybody. So I like that uh, every week, is, there's no there's no gimmies. It's like, oh, I'm glad I've got this person this week. No, because as we've seen, uh, coming into this week, who was in last place in our league, you know, put up the second amount of, second most points in the league this week. So it's up in the air. So that's it. So welcome to Keepers again. Uh, what do we think? You're looking at me like I'm supposed to say something here. What do we think about? Uh, what do I think about what? Well, what do we think happened in week six? Like it was a nice double week. We talked about we talked it up last week. Uh, there's a lot of ways you could play it. You know, yeah, you, you don't want to stack your roster. I, I, I think I kind of played it the way that I played it last time, which was trying to maximize my people that had double weeks and and start those people and then really pick the people off my bench that were going to have a strong single week, like Trinity Rodman, who netted me 25 points in one game. Thanks, yeah. Trinity. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then you had, you know, other stars in your team with Mar- Marazon playing twice. Like, yeah. I think full time, 90 minutes each game. I think Maybe so. close yeah, to yeah, it. I'm not sure. Don't close quote me on it. that. Yeah. Close to it. And then Mewis playing double games. That was big for you. So mm-hmm. you have to have, when these double weeks show yeah, up. Yeah, Murphy, goalie, double game. Just one game, though. Yeah, she only started one game. So, oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So it's a great week, game. 14 yeah. points for a goalie. Yeah. But you have to make sure when you go into those double weeks, like you don't get too nervous. Like, oh, because as you can see, Trinity Rodman put up the most points on your team in one game. And then looking at my team specifically, uh, <laughs> Lynn Williams. Oh, I get it now. This whole thing. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Before it we wasn't. go into the A block uh, was just a setup for no. you to brag about your team, specifically Lynn Williams. I, think I get it now. When I get a, it. When I a player it. puts up 64 points in one week, it has to be mentioned top of the show. That's just ridiculous. Four goals, NWSL Player of the Month announced, and uh, that's just crazy. I mean, she single, she got almost half of my points. 
So I had 120. It's just insane. This is crazy. So yeah. um, if you yeah, had Lynn Williams, she was a monster this week. <laughs> if you had Lynn Williams, congrats on your win. Uh, if you had Lynn Williams and you lost, you've got some major roster problems. <laughs> so seriously, uh, listen to the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> before we talk about fantasy, let's get into the news. Uh, our star, I think this is our star of the news this year, Olivia Moultrie. Yes. 15-year-old Olivia Moultrie signs a three-year contract with the Portland Thorns. All right. Yeah. Yes. How huge is this? This is massive. We don't know the contract details because, you know, that's par for the course of the NWSL, but I don't want to be a grump. This is a gigantic deal. This is a gigantic win for her court case. Um, the Thorns said, we are pleased to have Olivia join the team. The um, general manager said, president of soccer, Gavin Wilkinson. She has been a part of this club since early 2019, and there have been many Thorns staff fully invested in her development. She went on Twitter and said, incredibly proud and humble to sign my first professional contract today. Too many people to thank in a tweet, but at Thorns FC is where my heart is at. My goals are bigger than this, but can't wait for this step. What's up? What's up, Holly? Yeah, awesome. I mean, congrats, Olivia. Congrats, Team Moultrie. And congrats to her official team now, the Thorns. Can't wait to see how this plays out. So no one has picked her up in our league of record yet. Well, and I'm on the block. I'm on the free agent uh, time clock right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> I really, I Are can't. you going to do what I did in the draft and take a chance on a, a player that hasn't played in the league yet? I really can't. I just so can't. I, I, I think she's going to make an impact. I mean, she could play this week with all the U.S. Olympians who are gone, and maybe I'll just throw her on my squad. I mean, I'm going to have a hole. Lynn Williams has gone on my team. Christy Mewis has gone on my team. Might have to pick her up, but I'm not going to do a live pickup. All right. I can't do that. All right. We'll see what happens. But congrats to Olivia. Big deal. Um, I can't wait to see her play. It's just, a, it's a, it's just going to get more eyes on the product. Uh, hey, our hometown, Angel City. That's right. They un unveiled their crest and colors and the meaning and ambition behind their design. Um, I, I won't get into the weeds. What's the best way to describe this new crest and this new look, Holly? Like they were saying, you know, it's to me, it's kind of black and rose gold. Yeah. And there's kind of a symbol of an angel um, flying away with a crest kind of upward. Yeah. Um, but there's a ton. Go to The Athletic's got a great article on it. On it. Uh, angel City's website's got a great breakdown on it. Um, yeah. What stuck out to you with this? Well, I, I gotta say, I'm I'm reluctantly in with this. I think from a, a brand and marketing perspective, which is where my brain goes immediately, that some things that were good is they did succeed in picking, you know, a, a pretty easily recognizable design from, you know, from far away or at first glance, you're gonna know immediately what crest this is. And I think, um, you know, my gripe about it is, why is it pink? Like, if we're really trying to elevate the status of women in society, unfortunately for people who like pink, it's not the best color to pick because it's not a power color and it's also a color that's very gendered and in a way that's pejorative. And so it doesn't help you any from a... Um, from an optics or from a branding perspective. And I know that they're going to try to sell this as, as Sol Rosa and it's the colors of the sunset in LA. And that's great. I'm in for that. But I, like, I just like, I wish it could have been orange. So 
that's the gripe. The other thing that I really like about this is, you know, some some of the really good logos, there's a lot of symbolism behind this one, but the one that really stood out to me was the idea of unifying this committee, which is something that ACFC has been really big on. And, and I love the colors are, you know, this, this asphalt color, you know, concrete color and a sunset color because it's like everybody in LA walks their own specific piece of concrete, but we all come together to look at the sunset at the end of every day. And so it's like acknowledging the the individuals in the community, but also the community as a whole. And I really, that symbolism I thought was poetic. That really resonated with me. Yeah, well said. I'm not, I'm not as angry about the, the hue. If it was like a hot pink or something egregious, I'd be like, okay, you guys didn't even try. <laughs> but when I've seen sunsets this color, like this rose gold, like, how do you represent a sunset with kind of one shade? Now it's kind of a darker rose gold and it goes up to a lighter rose gold to the top of the angel. But I think, how do you represent a sunset with one color? And I think this is kind of a good choice because if you went just an orange, you can't pick every color that's in a sunset because you have to be like, your team has to be colors. And I think if when you pair ro like, hey, when I was a kid, hot pink and black, I had a backpack. That, that stuff was hot. I love that shit. So when you <laughs> okay. pair black with rose gold, it's going to pop. Now, orange would have popped. But to me, orange is kind of like the basic way to, to describe a sunset. Now that I think about it more, it's like, oh, it's orange. Now, you could have made it more orange rose, maybe. Maybe like just sure. a little more orange. I don't know what color yeah. that would be. So I would yeah. be all in for that. But I don't think this, I think this rose gold look, I mean, what are they calling it again? A Sol, Sol Rosa. Rosa. I think this rose gold look with on with black, like and you if you if it'll make it'll pop it'll shine and I'm not and it won't look hack to me it won't look like oh it's pink to me it kind of looks like it's I don't know it, it, I think it could be like a sunset like these games are gonna start at seven o'clock there's gonna be the sunset this rose gold's gonna look good against the backdrop I think the whole thing will work I now, think it will yeah, work too yeah. aesthetically speaking but there ah. I, I, I want to acknowledge that I mean there's a sociological implication sure when you choose a pink color and it's not a positive one the thing is here's one last point about this about the color i mean okay what my favorite things about it i don't want to get stuck on the bad or the good I, the, my one of my favorite things is like that the wings are palm trees like they said the wings are also palm trees yeah i love that yeah like that is really la i That's mean there's so a lot of really cool. smart thought behind this design yeah there there I, there's definitely uh you know just some some good branding and marketing yeah here. someone knew what they were doing and the thing i like about soccer if any sport has a track record of colors not meaning anything gender wise i know in society we do but in soccer holy moly like it does not matter men women Everyone has worn pink, everyone has worn black, everyone has worn blue, red, whatever you name it. Every team goes extreme, especially the last decade. So I like that soccer has always been just kind of, they've always been free to do whatever they want. Like you could look at the NFL and go, no one wears pink. Okay, like there, there's some things there. So, but uh, soccer has been all over it. So I, I do think soccer has a good track record when it comes to using color. So I'm not, but I understand what you're saying because someone who's new to this, is that what you're kind of, is that what I'm hearing, right? Someone who's maybe new to this or looking at it for the first time, it could reaffirm old gender, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Old stereotypes. gender stereotypes, kind of in a way. Okay, well, hopefully we'll break past all that and, you know, 
Hopefully, because to your point, it's a really good crest. Yeah, it's a cool crest. I can't wait to see what they do with the jerseys and the shorts, the kits. I want to see what the whole look's going to be. And you're going to go to an event tonight. I am. I'm going to go to the the crest launch party at at the stadium, at Bank of America Stadium. And uh, because we are... We are members of ACFC. We're, we're the, um, what are they calling us? Like the, the oh gosh. I don't remember. Mind. It's like the originals or the day oneers or something. Anyway, um, we're going to go and support the team and uh, maybe get some swag. And uh, yeah. Cool. I was looking up the name of the. Speaking of sunsets, we're going to take, a, we, got a, we got a VIP photo op and at sunset at the stadium. So. Really? Yeah. I'm really jealous now. I'll be stuck at working at home. <laughs> Maybe reporting on this. Maybe I could report on this for work a little there you bit. Go. But, um, you, can, um, you can be with us that way. Yeah. Yeah. But take some pictures for me and get me some swag. All right. Yeah. I think I want to, I think if they've got a good hat, I think that's the way to start. I got you. You don't start with a jersey. I got you. Hat's good. Yeah. Or some big socks. No, hat's good. <laughs> uh, but I hope they go rose gold socks. That'd be good. Um, okay, kind of some more negative news. We, we talked about this a lot last week. So there's a 13-year-old girl files a lawsuit in Florida transgender athlete ban. So a 13-year-old transgender girl has sued Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over a new law that will prevent her from playing girl sports at public schools. A lawsuit filed Wednesday argues the ban is discriminatory and will deprive her of opportunities. So if you're unfamiliar with what's happening in Florida and a few other states, in Florida specifically, the bill was signed into law June 1st. It was the first day of Pride Month um, by DeSantis. Uh, Under the law, anyone participating in girls' athletics must provide an original birth certificate stating that they are female. So, I mean, we've talked about this kind of in nauseam. Ad nauseam? Ad nauseam. Mm -hmm. So what, I mean, what what can we add here? This just sucks. It's just hopefully this lawsuit is successful. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I want to say of uh, someone who is 13 years old and is going to stand up and take on this fight. So, congratulations to this young woman. You're not the only kid in the world that uh, is, you know, transgender and way to be a role model and speak out for not only everybody in the transgender community, but everybody everywhere to be able to be their authentic selves. So congratulations to you. And uh, Florida, you know. Par for the course. I I mean, I I like to say that Texas is the new Florida, but really Florida, like, you own the gold standard for being Florida. And if uh, if you live in Florida and listen to the show, call us up. We'll have a little chat about it. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll love to talk about it. Maybe we'll get DeSantis on the show. Oh, please. That'd be great. Oh, give me a reason. Oh, I could pull some, let's pull some strings. All right. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Get, let's yeah. do it. Um, but well said. Uh, I think we've said everything on that subject the last couple of weeks. Um, let's let's burn through a few cool uh, news topics. So Mia Hamm's rookie card is now the most expensive women's sports card ever. Uh, her 1992 SI for Kids card sold for $34,440 over the weekend. Pretty cool. I mean, I think you should talk about this more than me because I, I'm not the one of us that has oh. a, an entire box of baseball cards in, in our storage. Yeah, it could be worth maybe, uh, maybe $35. No, come on. <laughs> I got the whole uh, Tops 91 set. It's worth maybe a I few I don't know bucks. what that means. <laughs> oh, well, this is just badass. I, I, I mean, I collected cards as a kid and it, they've been becoming more popular since the pandemic. I think people kind of rediscovered their these old habits and these old passions. But I love that the women's card business, as we've seen through... 
uh, who's developing the NWSL cards. Um, let me look it up here real quick. Uh, it is Parkside. Parkside cards who came out with the new, and they had a set last year. They had a set this year, so it's kind of sparked interest. But I love how this Mia Hamm Sports Illustrated for Kids art, uh, card is worth more than, you know, my car. So that's cool. So uh, hopefully one day this card's worth, you know, in six figures and it just keeps climbing. It, it will. That's how it all works. So it's cool. I know there's an Alex Morgan card that used to have the record, at, uh, you know, 16 grand plus. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It speaks to yeah. an endorsement of value that's yeah. growing. It's huge. It's huge. Huge for the game. So also, uh, I can't wait to try. Well, I'm not an IPA guy, but uh, we didn't talk about it last week. But the the Mui, uh, Sam and uh, Christy Mewis came out with their own beer. Um, it's with um, who's it with here? It's with uh, Harpoon. It's an IPA. So uh, they launched that beer. Uh, what's the name of it? It's called. Uh, Why well, I should have had that in front of me, huh? USA. Oh, USA. Yeah. Duh, doy. So we're, we're gonna oh, no. have to get just, some USA. You just did it. Huh? Just stop. What are you? Stop the presses. What's up? New rule: you can't say doy on air. Why can't I say doy? Because you just can't. Because it's awful. Here we go. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can't wait to try some of this brewski. I love that they have a beer. Like not enough athletes do this. I think that this is perfect. Mu SA. Yeah, this is hysterical. It's quirky. It's them. Well, the July. I don't drink IPA either, but I'll definitely buy a, a four pack of the tall cans yeah. and check it out. Uh, Meg Linehan from The Athletic says citrusy, balanced, and crushable. So that's a good way to describe it. Uh, another bit of news. Racing Louisville FC unveils new $15 million training facility. <laughs> they moved into it this week. Um, they, they tweeted this facility is something that will allow us to recruit the best players in the world to Louisville. Yeah, so, then, which is what they're working on. Uh, and, and they have in the tank. So maybe I'd love to see. Come on, Tobin. Press, let's go. I know, but I love. 50, people are going to want to play there now, as we see they've they've already they've been bringing in people here yeah. recently. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that more later. Yeah, um, but good for them for investing in their players. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, also, last bit of news: the UEFA Women's Champions League inks a four-year global media deal with the Zone, but for the first two years, all their games will be free on YouTube, and then after that, it'll be like a hybrid. So. This will be interesting because we were looking to watch some of it last year and it was kind of, you know, you had to have NBCSN and then some of the games were on their app, but it was kind of inconvenient. But this being free on YouTube for two years, I mean, they're going to archive a, them. We can watch them when we get up. pipeline for us to be able to do this, you know, whenever we want without a lot of barriers to entry and a lot of friction. I think it's super smart to make this free on YouTube because it's a platform that everyone's already using. So it's, it's, a, it's an easy switch over. Yep. I, I'm wondering about... It, it, maybe you know more about this than I do, but is DAZN branching out from boxing? Like, do they have other sports deals? or Because their brand was all about boxing. They, so, so this one kind of surprised me, but it could just be that I don't have context for what else they're doing. They have, boxing was big, but they, DAZN was a thing overseas for a while before it went kind of worldwide. And so their biggest thing is just like, um, you know, boxing, cage fighting, but they also have like darts and pool and they have like their own documentaries. And now they've, I love it. Um, they sign a deal. This is how you run a website. Boom. They've already added soccer onto zone. And the, the main images from UEFA women's champions league, like it's just so smart. So they're already teasing that this stuff's coming. You know, they've, they, 
they have I mean, soccer documentaries engine i think it'll be really interesting to see what they do with it around the, the women's champion league you're saying i can watch your way for women's champion league for free for the next two years i'm in great like, i'm watching that, that's that's good because then they might suck me in as a subscriber because right now i'm a boxing fan and i come and go i pay 20 bucks i have it for a month i leave six months later as a big fight it's easy it's like you used to pay 70 bucks per pay-per-view now i'll pay split it with a buddy and pay 10 bucks so but this will bring me in to be maybe a longer term subscriber if once they start doing the hybrid thing. All right, uh, let's get into some fantasy recaps from last week, Holly. We had our bold predictions. This is when we look back and either tear our bold predictions apart or uh, pat ourselves on the back. So Holly, what was your bold prediction last week? My bold prediction that the Thorns were gonna avenge their 6-0 loss to the Courage did not come true and the Thorns in fact dropped two goals to the Courage and lost two nothing. Okay. Uh, so I would say that's an incorrect, uh, bold prediction. That right? would be incorrect. Oh, I wish I had your, do I have your, I was waiting for like the, the <laughs> wah, wah <laughs> drop. Don't I have the wah, wah? Oh, can I get some wah, wah there? You want a wah, wah? Yeah, I kind of do. Oh, I don't have the wah, oh, wah no. but I have this. Remember this? I'm going to get a clean sheet from Bledsoe though. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. yeah. Another one of my stellar bold predictions. That's all right. Um, well I was, I would say. 66% right. So last week, I well, actually, I'll say 50 because I messed up. <laughs> yeah. part of the, so I said that Rodman, Hatch, and Sanchez will all get on the board versus Louisville. Right. Uh, but they didn't play. Wait, did they play Louisville? No. No. Who'd they play? Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. I yeah. get those two teams mixed up sometimes. Yeah. So I was wrong with who they played against, but I was correct that because Rodman scored, Sanchez scored and assisted. Uh, or no, Rodman assist. Sorry. I'll read this correctly. Rodman scored and assisted. Sanchez scored, but Ashley Hatch didn't play, which kind of uh, made me mad as a fantasy owner of Ashley Hatch and big fan, number one fan. But uh, so uh, I'd say I was still wrong. So um, some injury news. Just to keep an eye out, uh, the NWCL hasn't released. Uh, if you look at their injury report, it usually is updated last second. Um, they'll do it like the day of the game. And check out each team's individual Twitter pages. But they haven't updated their injury uh, board since June 25th. But keep an eye on the big ones for me last week was Portland, Tyler Lucy, right hip. And then Sophia Smith, lower leg. Didn't play. Keep an eye on if they're going to play this week. Orlando, Taylor Korniak, big fantasy player. Left knee injury. Didn't play. Gotham, Paige Monahan, left hamstring. She had that non-contact injury. Keep an eye on those players if you're fantasy owners of them. And keep an eye on those teams' Twitter and Instagram pages. Most likely their, their Twitter pages and then the NWSL injury board. Uh, I don't have any signs or trainings this week. I don't have really, there's lots of movement internationally with players getting signed, you know, but nothing for the league. Yeah. Nope. Um, okay. Uh, you want to get some streamers? Let's do it. Cool. Streamers. Okay, let's do it. Holly, who are your streamers of the week? All right. So my streamer of the week is Lindsay Harris for Houston Dash. Uh, she's the backup goalie for the Dash, and she's great. Uh, in the in the Challenge Cup, in in two games, she had six saves and two clean sheets. And they are playing Oil Rain this week, who we know has a lot of offensive weapons, but I feel like their offense is not gelled yet. So she's going to see some action, but I I think that she could put up a strong showing. I'm just realizing now we picked rivals on the field uh -oh. for our uh, streamers of the week. Yes, we did. Um, quick reminder, if you're new to fantasy, streamers are people that you pick up week to week based solely on matchups. And then you might keep them, you might dump them. But for this specifically, it's you pick them up because they have a great matchup, then eh, you toss them. Mine is Sarah Buhati for Oil Rain. There's a chance... Um, 
What did I say? Th- I even can't read my own writing. But anyway, but she might already be taken in the league. That's oh, that's that's true. Yes, yes, that's what I meant. So there's a chance in your league she might be rostered. But double check because I think she's been borderline and she's been it's been on off on off. So if you if you follow that rule, she gave up three goals last week. Her defense looked bad in front of her. That didn't help. But I don't see her struggling two weeks in a row, especially with Houston missing Mewis and Daly because of international duty. Because true. And Daly- also Prince, because I think the, the Canadian team is already. Yes, I know the Canadian really? team is already in camp for the Olympics. Already in yeah. camp? Mm-hmm. It's July 1st. Yeah. What are we doing? I don't know. They're in they're in training camp. Because I know the U.S. plays Mexico this week, but I, I didn't see anything on the schedule for Brazil or Canada. Or they Great don't have Britain. friendlies, but I did, I, I did a deep dive on this last night. It was very hard to find information, but I did Ugh. find a random one-liner in a random article that said the Canadian national team is in camp, actually in L.A. Oh. So. Really? Yeah, they're in training camp. Can we go watch them like some, from afar? I wonder if we could dig up where they're training. and. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, just kind of. Watch him practice. I'd like to watch, you know, Sinclair and Prince and Smith, like, right? And Sheridan. I like, like watch yeah. all play. Um, but yeah, Buhati. I think it's a good pickup this week uh, to get you some points. I think that there could be a clean sheet there. Um, all right, let's do some waiver wires. Waiver wire. Okay, on the waiver wire, who are you picking up this week, Holly? Or actually, I'll start. How about that? Yeah, you I'll actually start. follow the rundown. Yeah, there you go. I'm picking up defender Carson Pickett. She's been. Great. Last two games, two assists, one shot, four tackles, eight key passes for a defender. You know, not to mention the clean sheet opportunities and clean sheets that they, I didn't even mention that, that they definitely clean sheeted some people. So she's playing over 60 minutes, so she'll get that clean sheet. Yeah. Yeah. The thorns too. So um, Carson Piggott, if you need a defender um, and you don't have Courtney Peterson already, uh, pick her up. So uh, other uh, pickup, Ebony Salmon, Louisville. Uh, I, I, I put her as a short-term pickup right now because of playing time, but the last, I don't know. It might be a midterm pickup because her last three games, two goals, three shots on goals, five shots, one key pass, but that's in 37 minutes of average playing time per game. So it's not even half the game and she's got those numbers. So if you need offense, you're struggling to score, get Ebony Salmon because, well, we're going to be missing a ton of international players now until you know august so you need to start filling some holes and she's gonna play holly i agree i mean i'm gonna plus one on ebony salmon i think you know she's she last week she started out in the number nine spot for louisville and for those of you who don't know the number nine typically indicates your center forward or your main attacker someone who's responsible for scoring a lot of the goals for the team and, you know, in her debut, she only played 20 minutes. She had three shots, one shot on goal, and one goal. So she's she's efficient and productive. Um, yeah, another person that I have uh, my eye on, actually all Louisville I have my eye on here. So I think McCaskill, uh, over the, you know, over the, the Olympic break, I think is a short-term pickup. She's... You know, she's got uh, seven shots, three shots on goal, one goal, one assist, 13 key passes, and and a yellow card um, for, you know, the course of this season so far. And I think that she's just starting to click. She's got more offensive weapons, uh, you know, on her team, and that that can help create more chances for her, and she can create more chances for other people. Another person I have to keep my eye on is Nadia Nadim. She hasn't... um, officially put on a jersey and taking the pitch yet for Louisville, but she's, you know, hopefully going to pack a lot of firepower when she does. So keep an eye on her. Some people think Louisville could do really well during the break because they're not like missing anybody. 
really. So yeah, I mean, they have time to gel, whereas other people are going to have to, you know, re recalibrate their their team chemistry. I wish I had that collective soul gel song for a drop. I think I'll add it to the list. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Or gel? No. You would hate it. You would absolutely hate it. Are you going to sing it and be like, because guys, Jared does not know lyrics to anything because he, he doesn't process music that way. So, uh, it's, it's fun when, when he, he and I play the, Hey, guess what song this is. And he sings it. You don't remember this? Uh, it was in like a lot of like nineties trailers. I'll play it very faintly here. Remember this? You don't remember this jam? I mean, I feel like I'm sitting in a movie theater watching a movie, yeah. so maybe subconsciously I do. The but, Jerky uh, Boys. <laughs> remember the gel? Yeah, all right. Everyone remembers gel. No. All of our listeners. I don't think so. <laughs> gel, collect a soul, look it up. Uh, I forgot to mention Dee Dee Heritage for Gotham. Look at her now because she might be starting as soon as this weekend. Now that you mentioned Sheridan, it's got me worried because I was thinking Sheridan was going to play. So I had Sheridan uh, starting over at Ashton Harris, but... Let's jump into these matchups. Speaking of Gotham, Gotham faces the Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City soccer team. And um, uh, we're going to go through these matchups and give you a few players to keep an eye on, a few players to be worried about. What, what's it looking like? So let's start here. Gotham, Kansas City. My thoughts go right to Midge Purse. Is Midge Purse right now, She last week she had one goal and one assist in that route of the rain. Is Midge Purse an automatic play right now, week to week? Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's no there's no world where you're benching her or doing anything. No, there's no world. And trading her? Like, I don't know. It's, I mean, if you're in a good spot, or, are you trading Midge Purse? Are you definitely holding on to Midge Purse? Well, I mean, if there's something else that you yeah. need and you have offensive firepower elsewhere, then yeah, she's a great uh, chess piece to trade with. I agree. I agree. You, you start Midge Purse, you play Midge Purse, she's solid. Uh, Ifioma Onomonu... I think she's creeping back up into roster territory. She scored last week, two shots on goal, two shots, two tackles, one key pass. You know, no no Lloyd long-term here. Um, I think Onomonu and Midge Purse up front and then Monaghan being hurt. I think Onomonu and Purse could run it. Yeah. Is, is Onomonu creeping back? Should be rostered. She should be rostered because another, to, to build on your point, Vienne is also going to be out for Canada. And so that's who Onomonu competes with really for her starting spot, I feel like. And okay. Yeah. Great. She's gone for the Olympic break. Yeah. I, I think that she should be rostered unless you have such a strong offensive team. And it could be the case in the league, you know, but people are going to start filling gaps soon. So these players could go. Keep an eye on them. Um, Kansas City, Jessica Silva. Offense, they're starting to pick it up a little bit in KC. Last two games for Silva, two assists, five shots, four tackles, three key passes. Is that enough to be rostered, or are you still scared because she plays for KC? I'm on the fence about this one. I, I, I She's a weapon. Um, I don't know if she's a better weapon than some of the other ones that might be available. Okay. Amy Rodriguez, who is one of my favorite players. I've got her on my team. Her last two games, one goal, two shots on goal, five shots. One tackle, two key passes. Is she an automatic start at this point, or is it team dependent? Because right now, I have been starting her. I've only sat her one game, and I think it was her best game of the year. But she's consistently scoring, averaging about 10 points a week. And that's that borderline spot for offense. And plus, now going into the break with so many people missing time, I think that she is a week-to-week, -week, you put her in there. 
No? Maybe. I mean, she could creep up at this point, especially because now she has Silva and there's more opportunities to generate offense between the two of them. But uh, again, uh, TBD for me. I want to I see a, a couple weeks more worth of data before I would pull that trigger. I could be biased because she's, she's on my trading block. You might be. <laughs> okay, next matchup. All right, so we also have the Washington Spirit versus the Chicago Red Stars. So for the Spirit, we're looking at no O'Hara, no Sonnet, and um, no Julia Rotter, who's out for the Swedish national team. And I think for me, it's really, if you've got offense, you're looking at Sanchez and Rodman are automatic starts. I mean, Sanchez, you know, is starting at the nine. She put up 15 points with a goal last week for me. She's reliably in the double digits. Rodman put up 25, as we said last week, in one game with a goal and assist. And in previous weeks, she's been 20, 12, 24 fantasy points. What do you think, Jared? Rostered? Rodman? Both. Sanchez and Rodman. Yes, both of them. Big time. And if, if there's one thing that's... This, this team, for me, is pointing in the direction of... I think during the Olympic break, they're going to really... They're going to play in some, I think, offensively aggressive games because they're losing Sonnet. It's a huge part of that defense. And Washington's defense, you know, we've already seen that um, who has been hurt with them? Uh, Nielsen, who I really like. She's been out for a while. So they've got, you know, weapons like Houston, and, but they just don't have enough right now. And so they used to be better. So I think they're going to get into games where Bledsoe's under attack and gives up some goals, but then it's they have to play comeback. Shootout. So I'd yeah. love to see Rodman and Sanchez and Hatch in games where they have to come back. That's what I want to see as a fantasy owner. I don't want to see you on a team where they just, where the defense is so good, the offense isn't putting up killer numbers like Portland. You know, like right right now, Portland's kind of, ever since that Haran week, no one on the team's been like amazing. Like Dunn's been mm -hmm. okay. You know what I mean? So I want to see teams who are giving up goals. So I think Washington could have a lot of fantasy value. Yeah, well, and the question is, will Hatch be available on Hopefully. that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I want to play. I need uh, to play. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Um, and my wild card for this team is, should you roster Bledsoe at this point if, you know, if you're losing your goalie to the Olympic break? You're in a four-team league. I think Bledsoe right now is matchup dependent. You know, I think um, Chicago actually hasn't scored a lot this year, so that's another goal you could look at if you're in a tough spot. But... Um, Keep an eye this week on which teams are, are breaking. Um, I know that you said Canada, USA, Great Britain. Um, that's a lot of goalies in the league, I think. That's a few goalies. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're losing Nair off your team and you're losing Sheridan, Sheridan and you're losing French. Uh, French and then Alpha Houston. Campbell. Campbell. Mm -hmm. I think Bledsoe now. If those players are gone, I think Bledsoe needs to be rostered. And I think she needs to be starting because I think she's in that next tier, right? She is, but I, I would hesitate on her because she's losing O'Hara and Sonnet in the defense. And so she's I losing that defensive support like back that. there. Oh my God. So yeah. uh, for me, that one's a- See how she does maybe yeah. with this week against yeah. Chicago? If she can put up a clean sheet, then then seriously consider. Yeah, possible. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of Chicago, we've got the Red Stars on the other side of this matchup. There's no Nair. There's no Kruger. There's no Davidson. There's no Ertz. And there's also no Colaprico oh, because yeah. she got two yellow cards in the last game. So um, for me- <laughs> Yay. Anytime anyone gets that red card. That's right. All right. So for me, uh, Malapu is the most 
active player on this team for fantasy. She's taken 11 shots, six shots on goal, one goal, two assists, 12 key passes on the season so far. And I actually just dropped Watt and picked up Pew based on the fact that on average she's scoring more for them. So, you know, to me, she should be rostered. What do you think? Well, I did pick her up last week as well <laughs> and then dropped her right away when I knew she's not, noticed she wasn't playing. It's been, it's been kind of frustrating with her. I've been frustrated with the amount of time she's played and the team not really being completely clear what's going on. Um, yeah, agree. The other person that I have my eye on is Rachel Hill, you know, um, also an attacker for the Red Stars. She's put up seven shots, two shots on goal, one goal and seven key passes. So I think if you're you're looking in that middle tier of, of you know, consistent players or players who could do some damage in the Olympic break, maybe someone to keep your eye on. I think because we're in the Olympic break, Pew roster, he'll keep an eye on, like you're saying. That's it. I I think I, I completely agree with that assessment. The Pew thing is frustrating. I got to go back because if you go on the NWSO website, she's not listed as an injury report, but I always feel like she is. So I don't know if we're getting accurate information out of Chicago. This is Jared's bashing Chicago moment. Got to have one every episode. Yes. Uh, Houston and O.L. Rain. I always wanted to say Seattle. Like, I want to say a city. That's just been ingrained in my head. I want to be like Tacoma and Houston. But no, I have to, and you have to say the whole name. You know, it messes my aesthetic brain up when I have to do that, Holly. Let's get into the players. So, uh, Houston. Uh, I like to focus on Veronica Latsko. Last game, she started in daily spot. Got a goal. Just that one shot on goal. Had two shots. One tackle, one key pass. It was 16 fantasy points. So 16 fantasy points is a good week. Holly, is Veronica a must roster? No, because last week, the Dash still had Christy Mewis, and they won't going forward. That's unprofessional. Oh, boy. That's that's unprofessional. Wow. Did we need to make an uh, announcement before every podcast that you need to shut your ringer off? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, so you don't think you think that she loses a lot of value because you don't think she could take over the team? Like you no, don't I, I don't think she's going to have enough support with, without both Daly and Mewis. Okay, I've got her rostered, um, especially OL giving up three goals last week. I know that I said Buhati was going to hold it down, but I think I, I just really feel good about Latsko. I just feel good about it. I think that they, the team hadn't... Maybe I think seeing her full time up front for a month without daily could could work, could work. It could be based on this next player. So I'm gonna I'm rostering. Let's go okay. and seeing what happens. Shay Groom. Okay, what are we doing with her? Uh, in our league, she's still rostered by somebody. But are you dropping her? Are you? It, will anyone trade for her? Her last three games: five points, six points, one point. If if you have Shay Groom out there, yeah. What are you doing? Are you just dropping her? I'm dropping her. You know, I think that she. She can shine when the full team's together. I think that she needs those pieces around her and she doesn't have them and her stock's dropping. So. Uh, it sucks because I really like her, but I think I agree with you. I think you got to drop her or find someone in your league who likes Shea Groom and wants her and, you know, get and a we'll trade. trade for emotional reasons. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because, hey, I, if there's something I've learned about playing a quarter of a century of fantasy sports, people will trade and draft based on emotion. So you Absolutely. definitely pick at that. Yep. So um, O.L. Rain, Bethany Balser, another Jared, one of his favorites. Should we pick her up? Why doesn't Jared pick her up? Jared likes her. <laughs> um, she's got good numbers. She's not on an Olympic break. You know, she's not going away. Her last two games, 
she's averaging just playing half the game because there's a lot of roster rotation. There's a lot of people they're trying out, but she's got a goal, three shots on goal, three shots, seven tackles, two key passes, and that one yellow. So 26 points in the last two games playing half the game. So that's basically 26 points in a single 90-minute period. Yeah, I mean, I I think she's fiery, and I think that she's productive. Um, I think she's definitely someone to pick up and consider. Why don't you pick her up, Jared? Well, I'm in first place. And so when you're in first place, you don't want to just rest on your laurels, you know, uh, a good laurel. I like a good laurel to I rest think you're on. Saying, you mean you do want to rest on your laurels, I and think, that's why you're not making any changes. I think you're bringing up a good point. Uh, one, yes, I am obsessed with the past, and I don't do anything, and I don't evolve uh, VHS tapes in storage. <laughs> but another one okay. is... There's a not even just like a couple of VHS tapes in storage. There's a box of VHS tapes yeah. in storage that's so big that I, I cannot move it. It's for one day my room in our house that we are going to get that's going to be a vintage room. You will spend more time there than I will. You don't even realize how much you like it. You will be popping in a VHS mm-hmm. of Jurassic Park, and you'll be like, "This is cool." How much money do you want to lay down on this? I don't. I don't bet. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. No, I do actually. Uh-huh. Knee deep in NBA. Yeah, right fantasy, <laughs> fantasy league. What yeah, we right? don't. No, this no. isn't for money. Come on. Um, but I think you're bringing up a good point. Why I don't take her? Because you look at rosters. People are getting into this nervous territory when they. Ha- when you have too many players that are going to be gone through the Olympics, it's like, ooh, who do I drop? Who do I trade? Who do I just stash? I don't have enough bench spots. Like right now, a typical roster is your seven players are starting. You have seven players that start, and you have three bench and then an IR spot. You can't hold on to everybody if you have so many Olympic players. So looking at my team, I have to bench Christine Mewis and Lynn Williams now coming up. That's two of my bench spots. But I also have te- players like Sheridan and... Uh, Sophia Smith, who's hurt, it's going to have to either get off the IR and take up a bench spot. And then I got players like Hatch, who are borderline. So you have to figure this out. Right now for my team, I don't want to drop anyone to get her. Uh, but I might drop someone like Marta. Marta's on my team because she's been hot. And we'll talk about her. So right now they're kind of the same player. And I'm just going to roll with Marta. But uh, she's going to be gone soon. So I might just replace Marta with Balser and just move from there. Because I don't think anyone's going to jump picking up Marta. So you got to play these strategically. Hold on to your big time stars, but the, you got to you got to compare who's a fringe person. You got to say who is like Balser that's going to miss Olympic time because she hasn't been picked up yet. So you won't get nervous about someone picking her up while she's on the waiver wire. So you know when you trade one for the other. Hopefully that made sense. Um, next point: Lesomer and Marazon. These two players have been thrust into this team, have made an impact fairly quickly scoring pretty decent points. Marazon and Lesomer both need, you know, they haven't scored, they haven't, you know, gotten goals or assists yet, but lots of shots, lots of uh, key passes should both be rostered right now. I think absolutely. I mean, Marazon, I I have her on my roster and and I'm starting her. I think that she's going to put up some points for me. I agree. And Lesomer's on my roster. I'm keeping her there and I'm keeping her started because, wow, those two. You know, especially with we're missing time for OL right now. Well, you know, Rapino, Lavelle, you know. Right. It's like, let's, let's go. It's like their team. So what do we got next? Yeah, we got uh, Louisville versus Portland. So Louisville, there's an opportunity here because their full team is playing. So like we said, that's an opportunity for them to really do some damage and to really start to gel, particularly because, you know, we've got Ebony Salmon getting more playing time coming into the picture and, and Nadia Nadim, you know, getting on board fairly soon. So 
I think the the obvious choice here is the must roster, the definite start is Betos. Uh, she's number one in the NWSL rankings for keepers right now, based largely on the strength of her 43 saves. She also has four out of seven clean sheets for the games that she's played. Um, her, I mean, her last two weeks, 48 points. Yeah. I mean, that in three games. Yeah. It's really good. It's great. Yeah, it made me nervous I was going to lose this past week with my 120-some-odd points because <laughs> yeah. I was playing Beto's, and she <laughs> right. just kept, you know, making saves. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we talked about Ebony Salmon. She's been, you know, really productive. Last week she had 16 points. I think that's a person to think about on your roster if you need some offensive firepower. And then, you know, I... I um, Savannah! Yeah, I mentioned this <laughs> a little bit earlier, but I want to talk a little bit more about Savannah McCaskill because... My my kind of cutoff for thinking about who should be rostered or, or who should be picked up during the Olympic break uh, that's maybe on the waiver wire is kind of the 50-point mark, meaning like if you're at 50 points cumulative for the season for fantasy, that's that's like my cutoff for for who should be picked up and who shouldn't. It's not quite double digits, so it's like not amazing, but if you're going to the second tier, then they should be putting up at least 50 points so far. And McCaskill's right at 49, and I think that because this offense is going to have more weapons going forward, she's going to have more chances to both assist and score. So I, I see that number trending upward. I agree with you with Betos. I agree with you with Salmon. You know, Betos rostered, started, done. Salmon, take a look at. If you're struggling offensively, pick her up. McCaskill, no. No, no, no. I love McCaskill. She got on the board, but 50 points just isn't enough for me at this point. I mean, they played seven games. So that's like 7.15 points a game. That's just not enough. Like you need, I think you need to be creeping north, close to 10. If there's anyone on the waiver wire who in the whole season, or even I, I would say even in the last two or three weeks, recency bias. Maybe, see, maybe that's, maybe that's where she's been. You know, Maybe you look at her last two weeks and maybe she's averaging in the double digits. Mm -hmm. But on the collective whole, I just get really nervous about Louisville players because like they have to prove to me on a consistent basis that they can score. And they had one game where they went off this past week and they have six goals this season total. Okay, they had like half their goals half in one game. And I just, yeah. when there's so many other teams that are a little more balanced, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, I can't do it. But I, you know. All right, well, we'll see. I can't do it, I can't do it. All right, let's talk about Portland. They have no Sinclair, no Dunn, no French, no Sauber, no Haran. Uh, there's a question mark around Sophia Smith being healthy or uh. not. Uh, if she's healthy, that's a no-brainer. Um, but for me, otherwise, it's pick up Simone Charlie. She's the next highest scoring in fantasy points in offense for the Thorns. She takes a bunch of shots. She makes them. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I had her for a hot minute. Got rid of her. There's a lot of players like this, right? We're yeah. start, we're talking about all these players like Balser, yeah. Charlie, you know, Marazon. I, I just Somer. picked her up because I had Weaver yeah. on my bench, and and Weaver's fairly consistent. I think that she's an opportunity to produce, but on the season, Charlie has more fantasy points, so I switched Weaver out for Charlie. Do you think it's fair? I want to ask you a question. So, do you think it's fair? Like when we're looking at all these players, they're kind of fringe. They're kind of streamers. These are kind of streamers right now because I could. You know, right now, I think you're going to keep Charlie for like four weeks, five weeks, I think. But it's like if they put up one egg, you know, if they have a donut out there, like they put up a zero or one or two, it, there's, they're easily droppable. Like these players are like, you're not nervous that 
someone's going to nab them up right away. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what the matchup is. Let's see what, right? They're kind of matchup That's dependent. true, but I think it's a little harder to stream players on offense than it is on, on defense or for a keeper because, you know, it, it's a lot harder to predict who's going to go off offensively on a week and you want to get that that kind of cumulative yeah. value out of them. Yeah, I agree though on, on Charlie and Sophia Smith. Jeez, hopefully she can play. Yeah, so speaking of people if they're healthy another person to watch maybe is tyler lucy because you know if she's healthy she could be productive given that there's offensive openings on the team right now you know in in 115 minutes this season she had four shots two shots on goal one goal one assist and four key passes so she could be very efficient but there's a big question mark there in terms of health i like lucy i just want to see some consistent play right on the field so i'm with you there yeah and then we've got moultrie obviously ah keep an eye out and also keep an eye out for yasmin ryan who uh was the sixth pick overall in this year's draft who will will be seeing some minutes shortly for the thorns you know that's a really good point because we've mentioned all these players that have been doing stuff and, and performing recently but there are players who people haven't really heard of or not familiar with that are going to get big yeah, time playing we're going to get the rookies coming in. You're going to, all of a sudden someone could come to the forefront and we're not even talking about here on this podcast at all and then become a big time player. So good point. Keep an eye on Ryan. Uh, last matchup, Orlando, North Carolina. I'm starting in Orlando with Marta, who I uh, just picked up recently and didn't start. Uh, I still got the W, but I was mad I didn't start. 32 points in two games this past week and, and she only started in one. She'll miss time with Brazil, but I looked at Brazil's schedule. I don't think her and Dabinia, I don't think they're going to be missing time this week. I, I don't think Brazil is practicing for the Olympics, but I don't. I haven't seen anything. I did not see any information on so that either. Keep an so keep an eye on it. It's, it seems reasonable that they would play. Yeah, keep an eye on it. But what do you think about Marta? Like she's coming out. Yeah. Rostered, right? Rostered. Yeah, yeah. rostered. And then to, just based on what you have, if it's, if it's a start. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ashlyn Harris. I know I chose two players that are on my squad, but I think this is a real bit. We know what Alex Morgan, we know that Sydney LaRue, we know what these players can do. Ashlyn Harris, for how high she was drafted in our draft and probably other drafts, should we be concerned? She's only averaging seven points in her last three starts. She had 13, seven, and then two. So she's been going down every week. And I've been starting her, and now I'm frustrated. But I've got Kaylin, I got Kaylin Sheridan, and we're losing all these players to the Olympics. So my gut says you have to keep writing it out. But the other part of me says trade her and see what you can get for her. Maybe after a big week. So for right now, me personally, I'm keeping her for one more week. But if it's a dud, when they play North Carolina, I know it's a tough team to compare it to. I'm seriously going to think about getting rid of her because this is she's not giving enough right now. She's not adding value to my team. I agree. I think you could use her to get more value out of in a trade for possibly because there's, there's some good goalies that are going to be, you know, available during the Olympic break. You've got Heritage, you've got Harris for, for the dash, as I mentioned earlier. So she's not the only game in town. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Don't, don't get nothing for her mm-hmm. in return. Uh, North Carolina. Okay. I'm going to Binia. Another concern for how high she was drafted. She's not living up to that first round position right now. That's just a fact. She's averaging 8.7 points per game in her last four games. Holly, what are we doing with Dabinia? I mean, something that I noticed last year, she's she's not going to be consistent. She's going to be on fire or meh, you know, depending on on the way that she plays in any certain game. I mean, I, I, I don't know, though, if you have Dabinia, I think you have to play her because you don't want to gamble on on benching her on on the week that she goes off. I think you're right. She's in that territory. You have to play. 
trade? Eh, I don't know. You know, see how far Brazil goes in the Olympics. If they keep winning and they're, and they're going to be gone, maybe there's trade value there. But I don't know. Yeah, I think you stick it out. She's just too good. She's going to come out. Uh, Casey Murphy, who you have. Um, I think she's an every week starter. I, I think she's an every week starter until she puts up a dud. What do you think? I, she's been super consistent for me, and she's my starter, so she's going to continue to be my starter. Yeah, averaging 14 points per game in her last three starts. I think she she's close to being the most reliable goalie. She doesn't have peaks and valleys. It's just a straight line through where you go, I'm getting 14 points out of her. That's great to say for any player. All right, Holly, week seven. All right, Jared. <laughs> bold predictions, week seven. What do you got? Moultrie takes the field. What? That's my bold prediction. I hope you're right. All right. When is Portland playing? I got to look it up and remember now. As you look that up. July 3rd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, 4.30 p.m. Pacific on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. We'll see. All right. I'm going with the Friday night special. Eugenie Le Sommer scores her first NWSL goal versus Houston on Friday night. All right. So if you've got Le Sommer or if she's available or you want to pick her up, trade, I think you go for it. I think she's going to be a star during this Olympic break and then into the summer i think she's gonna put up a lot of points for you yeah and she yeah she shoots she creates opportunities yeah. she's got that like lavelle game a little bit she's a little bit more physical of a player than lavelle uh, but she's got that spot you know right outside the box where you go oh i think she's gonna take a shot at this so i i, I go i i think she's gonna get on the board I, I i'm really excited to see her play her and marizan i'm really excited to see that a little international flavor there yeah all right we're done all no, right no no jared gripes well same gripes as uh, usual. You know what? Yeah, I do have a gripe. The NWSL app, do not rely on that for dates because they said there was a game today. Today is Thursday, July 1st. If you go on the app, that is incorrect. The games start tomorrow, which is Friday, July 2nd. We've got Gotham and Kansas City. We've got the Spirit and the Red Stars. We've got the Dash and the Rain. We've got the we got Racing Louisville against Portland. And we've got Orlando and North Carolina. Holly, quick question. Of all the games, which yes. one are you looking forward to the most? I can tell you right now, I am really looking forward to that. Obviously, the, the on the fourth, the pride and the courage. I think that one could be a barn burner. I think that uh, LaRue's been on fire. I know that we're missing, but that's what I want to see. Like, if Dabinia plays, is she going to bust out? Like, which players are going to are going to be great? And then my other one is the rain and dash because of the reasons I just mentioned. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the, the Pride and the Courage on the 4th of July. Nice. That's, that's the game to watch for me. Nice. All right. Everyone, good luck to their fantasy squads this week. Until next week, we'll see you later. All right. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Hey, be careful. I'm on the mic. Don't say anything outrageous. <laughs>